0: Hey Sam, how you been, mate? I've been good. Now, <laughs> good to talk
1: to you, mate. Yeah, you too, man. Yeah, thanks for joining us on the Ever Black podcast. Now, you're just about to hit the road in August for the Love Conquers All tour, where you'll play in contact in full. I mean, that's going to be an unreal run.
0: It's it's a funny one, like we you know we've obviously done decent length sets in our time, and you know obviously tons of tours and whatever else. But this is the first time that we're doing an album of this scope from start to finish. So it's kind of I don't know it's a little bit of a it's a little bit of an intimidating prospect you know it's like we've got to make sure that we've got the energy to get through it we've got to make sure that we've got mm. the songs the transitions and all that down and of course we're also doing like a fan request encore so we've been learning some stuff from the back catalogue that we haven't played for some time as well it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome though I'm really looking forward to it eh?
1: so how are you gonna do that request that that's the thing that always fascinates me when bands do that. Uh, how how you playing? Are you doing like a uh, a poll before the tour? Mm. Yeah, exactly. So so we we put like a poll up on our socials
0: and up on CollegaSource dot com, uh, and we basically just gave the fans a couple of months to to put in votes. We didn't put every song up there. We basically just put all of the like non instrumental, you know, non kind of fillery intro interlude type tracks up um, that we just had not played for a long time and. The results are really interesting. I, I don't know if I'm like allowed to say what the results are, just because I think we're sort of playing a bit of a surprise. But it's yeah. I mean, it, it was definitely it was definitely a blast from the past going back through and learning the songs in question. It's a it's, it's a weird process for us. I mean, this is all kind of this is all kind of new album in its entirety, set setlist. So yeah, it's a, it's it's an interesting one. It's quite a challenge though too, isn't it? it it's 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 a massive challenge. Yeah, I mean. It's, it's almost like getting into, getting into a headspace that we haven't been in for a long time, you know. The funny thing is, we've got four albums, and every time we, every subsequent year that we tour, you know, we, we cull more and more stuff from the back catalogue. Just, just by nature, it's just what happens, right? So when it comes time to do something like this, it really is like revisiting something that you've totally forgotten about by this point. So it's really exciting for that reason, but it's also, um, yeah, it's also a little bit weird, a little bit strange.
1: And I, I do like that you are doing the, the poll beforehand. You know, you're not just getting people to shout things
0: out. I mean, you can imagine, like, we we have to. And if you're going back and learning some fucking 11-minute song that, you know, you haven't played for all those <laughs> years, my, I mean, my muscle memory sucks as it is. You know, i got to rehearse this stuff really hard to be able to play it. So it just wouldn't be possible. But I think it was I think it was Adrian's idea. Adrian, like our new... Um, Obviously, a new guitarist, as of, well, I don't know how long he's been in the band now, maybe six months or so. Seems like a long time. Um, but he's also kind of absolutely dominated our social media presence and website and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, who knows whether we would have done something like this, you know, prior. I don't know.
1: It's going to be uh, really interesting to see. I guess it's a surprise mm. for all the fans, too. And you're going to be uh, taking a Change North. But, uh, be, I can never say his last name properly. Ivanyi. Huh? Ivani, that's, you know what the, I think
0: it's pronounced, Ivani? You might be, you might be hating
1: me right now, I don't know. But, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, me. yeah, James, James <laughs> North, uh, and Opus, yeah. Opus, oh man, man, oh, it's been a long time. Uh, Opus of a Machine, uh, of course, which is, uh, Zach, he used to be mm-hmm. with us. Um, Zach
0: our 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 the the honorary sixth member of Caligula's horse, yeah. He's so he was our guitarist for all of those years and he'd always kinda had Opus in the background. But man, as soon as he, you know, sort of left to pursue that, Opus has just flourished. Now, I don't know if you've heard any of it now, but you, you've you've got to check it out, dude. Like he is he is on fire. It's just it's it's like Caligula's horse but way more energetic. <laughs> you know. So it's gonna be awesome to have them on the road with us too. Plus, I mean, they they're just brothers of ours,
1: you know. Known it for so many years, see yeah, I think that's pretty exciting, you know you're hitting the road with uh you know a bunch of dudes that you get along with and you got that mm. brotherhood you know so I mean that I yeah think we, we it, can handle with the the proximity isn't a problem you know you don't
0: you don't hate each other when you're sleeping in the van or when you're in the hotels or when you're in London, you know it's, it's there's nothing better I mean we've done the exact same thing with the euro tour although I imagine you probably want to talk about that. On its own, maybe as we go, but you know, just just having bands that you're mates with is just one of these ways of getting rid of any liabilities in tour. It just becomes friendships, you know. Like we, we've got, we've all got Nintendo Switches. We all play Mario Kart. That's yeah. It's, it's, shit's changed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Talking about the European tour, of course. I mean, you've gained mm. global following, and uh, you're going to be taking uh, Circles and I Built Sky with you. How do you prepare yourself for such a? massive runner shows in such a short period of time.
0: Man, I, like, I, I wish I knew. We've, we've only done one tour that sort of touches on this magnitude, and that was in, um, I want to say October, November of 2015. That was the first time we toured Europe. We did like, I think it was like 28 shows or something. This is obviously eclipsing that and then some. And the truth is, like there's, there's not really any easy way, no matter how much you think you're kind of ready for it. Living in a tour bus for 35 days or something like that with a bunch of think the Australian dudes, is, it is what it is, you know, it's, it's, it, you get homesick, you get tired, you get stressed, you're sort of on call all the time, because it's basically like the job from the moment you wake up till the moment you tuck yourself back into your coffin bed at night, but um, yeah, I, unfortunately, no special preparation at all, we've actually kind of gone into it with this idea of, um, you know, sort of staying fit, staying healthy and stuff like that, we're mostly vegetarians in Caligula's horse. We've got all these like little kind of tricks that keep us from killing ourselves on tour, I guess, but nothing super detailed or planned as of yet.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> what about, uh, uh, uh,
1: of course, uh, touring overseas and playing those massive festivals? Uh, Who have you bumped mm-hmm. into that would you say you know it's left an impact on you, or like you know you grew up listening to that uh, has approached you and said, "Hey, man, I'm a I'm a fan."
0: Well you see we've been lucky enough to have a couple of those now, but I think um I think um probably probably Michael Ackenthal's from my because obviously we we played a little bit with him in Australia. We did um a single show with him in Brisbane, then we did the whole tour with him the following tour and then we did a couple of European shows with him, on uh, our subsequent European tour. And we sort of we've developed a bit of a relationship with him over over the course of that sort of time. But I mean, Opeth had been probably the single biggest influence on me as a musician, at least in terms of the metal stuff that I'm into. Um, and you know, just sitting down and shooting the shit with Michael, and you you know you know just by looking at the suit that he is exactly as funny in person as he is on stage. or like, he is just an absolute legend. But you know, it's still a it's still a really surreal one. He's, he's probably the most starstruck I've ever been, though. <laughs> it rarely happens to me but yeah I, I, I worship that dude so you know
1: it's one of those things where I guess you're sitting there talking and then it's sort of it's that little voice creeps in and goes hey, yeah like shoot you, I'm you're sitting in
0: the fucking Netherlands and, you know <laughs> in the Netherlands in a green room just chatting with you know one of the biggest heroes it's it's, it's
1: very cool <laughs> yeah that is awesome uh, and, and of course man um, the album it, itself mm. smashed the Arias man I mean that much yeah surprising
0: well it's it's funny like I, I remember I was saying sort of in the in the pre-release um, you know like press cycle that it was an album that I saw to be fairly divisive I thought it was actually going to be a little bit polarizing for a lot of people because I mean compared to Bloom it's predecessor and even Tidesheepin' Rivers End the album before that it's really kind of it, it asks a lot you know it's big long songs tons of different uh, sort of degrees of dynamics and different layering, different intensities, different moods. It was the kind of thing that, um, you know, if it had been an absolute flop, I wouldn't have been surprised. It was really something that we just made to fulfill a bit of an artistic itch. So I I was definitely not kind of beholden to any ideas of what it should be or anything like that. But, you know, when it came out and it managed to chart the Aries, we got, you know, cranked up the very top of the iTunes charts and all of these other cool things that you wouldn't expect of music like that. The interesting thing though, like not, not to kind of, uh, obviously we're only a very small part of this bigger system, there's tons of bands in our style who are doing that, like the Vascaris did it right before we did, you know, it, it's interesting, it's almost like there's a bit of a change in consciousness towards the metal, no. uh, the, the metal scene, and we just happen to be fortunate enough to take advantage of that I think, you know, not to talk down the album of course, but... We're we're only we one example of a band doing this kind of weird stuff and actually seeming to
1: get away with it somehow. <laughs> <laughs> but it is awesome though, man. And uh, you know, congratulations to all you guys. It's just it's just up and up. I mean, you, where were you when you found that out? Did you have to sort of sit yourself down and go, oh shit? <laughs>
0: I, I'm I'm gonna say, like I might be wrong, but I feel like we're on tour sure getting that information.
1: I don't know. It always seems like we
0: we are, you know, at least every couple of months anyway. But yeah, I mean, just. Like that—that's a really good example of one. But all the little moments that you get where you pinch yourself, where it's like you know you've, hey look we have got a really good offer for X festival, you know, or hey with you know the, the album sold this much, or hey this this person has just given us a shout out on Twitter, you know, like all of those little things kind of amount to this almost like this this constant ebb and flow of you know feedback that that reinvigorates you and kind of makes you think you know what maybe. It is actually worthwhile putting all the time into this. Of course, even if it wasn't, it's not to say that the art itself wouldn't be, you know, enough to motivate me or, or, or Jim, my collaborator in the band, but it is awesome to see that stuff come back, and know that people are interested
1: to different degrees. I mean, it's good to have that little sort of pat on the back and that that mm. return, you know? Yeah, you know, it, 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 it is. Yeah, putting yeah. it all out there in the universe, you don't know what's going to happen, and then, you know, it's... Yeah. No, I could imagine yeah. it'd be mind-blowing, dude. Yeah,
0: no, it's, it's, it's good. Like I said, it's just a, it's sort of a constant stream of pick-me-ups. Like, it could be a really small one. Like, it just, just as an example, um June, we, obviously in our band, we've got like a little WhatsApp chat going where we just post everything that comes up. And June posted up this, uh, this, this fairly famous Twitch stream, I can't remember the name, who was doing like custom guitar hero charts with Caligula horse stuff. And like, that's, that's novel in itself, but man, his fans were just laughing at, like, it's one of these things I'm sort of just sitting back going, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> just little things like that, you know, constant little, <laughs> little kind of, little, little flourishes of, I, I don't like flourishes of fame, it's only the way I can say it, you know, we're obviously nobody, but, you know, just little things where it's like, hey, that's, that's awesome. People are obviously getting this, irrespective of their proximity to us or, you know, style of music they're into or whatever else. So that's always a massive buzz. And yeah, it is definitely motivating for sure.
1: Another thing, uh, I do like about you guys is the fact that you share mates' work as well. I mean, I saw that you post mm. about the, the new circles. You know, mm. I love the fact you, you know, you guys are, you know, supporting your mates. Do you think that's something that, you know, it, it should be happening a lot more? Yeah, that's
0: For real, I, I don't think that there's anything more important in this scene than exactly that. Um, you know, we, we, we sort of described in the band, it's a bit of a cliche, but I think it's a really important one. Um, you know, a rising tide, uh, the, the tide rises all ships. I can't remember exactly how you phrased it. The idea being that, you know, anything that happens in the scene that is beneficial to any of us or any of us getting cropped up and, you know, getting some international recognition or anything like that, when that happens, it kind of unveils the rest of the scene that exists to the world. So it's like people start to become aware of what's happening in Australia or they start to get an inkling that, you know, there is a really interesting scene that might just be a little bit more underground. So, for us, making sure that people know about all of the really great bands that sometimes slip under the radar, uh, it, it's huge for us. It's something that we, we don't just do by accident, you know. It's something that we do actually put a lot of thought into and it's, it's quite important to us. It's exactly the same reason though that we're bringing two Australian bands on our European tour. When something like that comes up, obviously, the first thing is, okay, how do we keep costs down? You know, like, let's get a mm. European band, make it easy. But the more we thought about it, we just couldn't get away from the idea of, okay, here's two bands. Obviously, first was a tour of Europe um, before. They did a, it was still their escape plan a couple of years back. And maybe, maybe some, I, can't, I can't remember, there might be something else there. But I know that I built the Sky Haven. And we took them on an Australian tour. They absolutely blew our heads off. They're such a great band. And we just said, look, you know, do you guys do you guys want to come? Because if we do that, we get the added hype of it being this Australian tour. People Mm -hmm. can kind of, you know, get excited about the idea of it being a little bit of a glimpse of this Australian scene that maybe they've heard about, you know. And then at the same time, we get the benefit of just propping up the Australian scene a little bit more, get more of our bands over there so that people are more and more interested in what's going on here. Suffice to say that, yeah, it's super important to us that we... We give all the bands that deserve the credit the credit. You know, and there's tons of them in this amazing scene.
1: Seems to be more positive these days, too. I mean, I remember back in the days when it was ruthless, mm. even on a oh, local yeah. level, man. Bands that sabotage each other's gear and. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's funny. It's, it's almost like a generational shift, isn't it? Because mm. I, I know exactly what you're talking about, man. This is like. I'm, I'm thinking like shifting the paradigm kind of days. I'm mean, beginning with you guys with like after the rain and stuff back with with Dario, our mutual friend. Um, <laughs> you know, like even even back in those days, it felt a little bit like that. Like there were all these kind of artificial ceilings being placed at a lot of these scenes by different members and so forth. I, I mean, I don't know how much of that was perception, how much of that was real, but it definitely feels a hell of a lot more egalitarian, if nothing else, nowadays. I feel like it probably is just because, I mean, this, this sounds a little bit lame, but we're all a little bit older now, you know. We're all in our late twenties or thirties in these kind of bands, you know. We're not out, we're not under the, under the expectation of suddenly becoming hugely rich or hugely famous. We're kind of doing this just to satisfy those adolescent dreams of ours. We get to sometimes do that to greater degrees than other times, but the fact is that to prop other bands up doesn't come at a great cost to us. You can imagine when you're teenagers and you're thinking that you're about to rule the world, that, um, you know, thinking if you don't diss this other band and they get the gig instead of you, well, you feel like you've got something to lose. It's bullshit in retrospect, but, you know, you can, you can see what see what the kids are thinking, right? Whereas us <laughs> old men are just like, fuck it, man, we'll get the gig, it'll be awesome, end of story. Yeah, see, man, have, have beers and have
1: uh, you have and you know support your mates and it's definitely it's yeah. good, man. Like I think uh especially in the thrash scene at the moment in Australia, like that mm-hmm. seems to be really, really strong with that brotherhood and uh it's good to see you yeah. guys are are taking that on as well and, and being a good example of how, how to you yeah, your mean- mates.
0: We, we, you know, at the end of the day, like, we, we've worked our asses off for, for the small degree of success that we've found. But mm. at the same time, man, like, you can't pretend that there isn't a ton of luck involved here. You know, like, right place, right time, get seen by the right people, make the right friends. You know, it's, it's one of these things that no matter how you try and frame it, this isn't, this isn't a meritocracy. The music scene never has been and never will be. If we're sort of out there saying, you know, the reason that we've got this tour is because we're the best or some bullshit like that, anyone with half a brain can see through that. On the other hand, if we're getting out there and saying, hey, look, you know, we've we've been fortunate enough to get a platform, you can check our stuff out, but also check these bands out because they're just as good as we are, you know, not better. That's a really special thing to be able to do, I think. Very important to me for sure.
1: Absolutely, man. And, uh, of course, I mean, with the tour and everything coming up, I mean, do you know what's happening after that? Well, what's your future plans for the band?
0: So this is like after, after the European tour. Yeah. Um, well, I, so I'm going to hand my PhD thesis in somewhere around there. Hopefully. <laughs> 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 it's going to be, going to be an interesting sort of wrapping up period, but, um, you know, come, come, uh, 2019, we'll definitely be doing more Australian touring as we always do. Um, we're sort of, we're still, we're still, you know, I can't, I don't want to say anything too kind of promising right now, but, but, um, America is definitely becoming more and more of a priority for us. We've toured Europe three times and we're yet to come to America. Sorry, with the European tour coming. And we're yet to come to America, so it's obviously a pretty high priority. Um, but other than that, we've also got to get another album happening, I think. It's, it's, it's early stages now. We're still, Feeding off of In Contact and, you know, it's, it's, it's vastness. We saw a ton of songs we haven't played off that. Um, but there'll definitely definitely be another album in the pipeline pretty soon, I think.
1: What about the direction of the new material?
0: Yes, yeah, so it's a tough one. So um, w- when it comes to, like, creating the albums, there's always a little bit of a, a premeditation involved, like a period where we sort of say, well, what did we do last time? What are we going to do this time? What's, what's the, the significant difference going to be? What's the theme going to be? Um, and it's a really tough one because with with Bloom, the album that came before In Contact, it was like short, sharp, to the point kind of album. Yeah, we contrasted that with In Contact by doing this big, vast thing that was entirely too big for us. You know, like a big sort of conceptual thing with long songs, heaps of dynamics. So where do you go from that? Is kind of the problem that we're now facing. So we're sort of toying with the idea, and again, early days, of course, but toying with the idea that um, we're going to do. More songs, but shorter songs, and see if we can kind of pack more of a punch into a briefer running time. So that's that's just a bit of a conceptual conceptual thing, you know. We haven't really started writing a whole lot yet; only some rough ideas. But I'm not sure. I think we're sort of planning on maybe maybe late 2019 release, something like that. We'll see how we go.
1: Oh man, that's exciting! And of yeah. course, one one more question. Uh, Sean sure. from Gods of Eden also <laughs> wants to know how much he can bench. <laughs> oh <fuck> off <laughs> Okay,
0: look, look, I've been like I mean I've been I've been doing my best for <laughs> this for like six months. Um my my, my one hour was has been like seventy five kilos. It's not even that impressive. So tell sure to go fuck himself. Two hundred kilos bench, to whatever the hell he does. <laughs>
1: yeah, you know, i say I basically a disorder said I'll be talking to you. Oh man uh, so, it, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you again and um, I really wish you and the boys all the best on these uh these tours coming up and uh definitely stay in touch, man. Cause, uh absolutely there's yeah. plenty more on the way, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, thanks for that. It's been yeah. it's been a great chat now.